Oh yeah. What's all this then? What's all this then? <laughs> That's a right foul song, isn't it? Anna's gonna roast us if we keep doing these British accents, Alex. She's I gonna get mad. You, you said? Yeah, she's gonna roast us. It's okay. I'm allowed. All right, you heard that. I'm allowed. He He's a mad lad. Come at me, bruv. Come at Come me. me bruv. Come at me, you bruv. You asked me a question before this. Who, me? Yes, you. Oi, bruv, are you stupid? <laughs> it, do it doesn't matter anymore. I got my what? I'm making YouTube here. I got my bottle of water. I'm ready to start episode. <laughs> All right. What's up, everybody? We are here for... The third guest episode in this little series, little FTR. Um, we are joined by the one, the only, return guest, Elon Rubin. Our first ever guest. That's a fact. Now yes. coming back. What's up? What's up? What's up? What is up? Your... How are you doing? Let me ask you a question. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. I'm. No, no, no. How you doing? I, I'm chilling. I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, just got off a uh, a Zoom call with the family. Nice. Nice. Yeah. How's Arnie doing? AKA Aaron, the big A. He's doing all right. Big he got a. Yeah, he got mad because I uh, I was testing out the smoke detectors in the house, and I yeah, you were. He didn't. He didn't want me to jump to do it because like you, you can use a small ladder, like a step ladder. But I said, no, nah, fuck that. So I, uh, he got Flexing mad. Flexing the cops on him. <laughs> yeah, you gotta can think. You gotta think a fruit, bro. How many white claws deep are you right now? Me zero. That's an L. What about you? I am one and a half. Oh my god, yeah. you're so cool. What, bro? Well, you drink White Claw, bro? I figured, I figured I had like four of them during the Matrix yesterday, so I should probably have some now while we talk about yeah, it. Yeah, literally, Josh is, he's just been like, oh my god, I'm like three White Claws deep. Yo, I'm so wild. Pounding the claws. Like, yo, no one cares. <laughs> yeah, why don't you go send me another picture of a quesadilla you made with a rotisserie chicken? Josh, uh, Josh. Mr. I'm fucking Bobby Flay hey, over here. I got a rotisserie chicken. Josh, the last time you ate a home-cooked meal, let alone one that you made yourself. I ate a home-cooked meal yesterday. So Wait, here, listen, relax. listen. Josh, I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. We don't care. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to the Stephen A. Smith burner account. Elon yeah, put me on to that. Smith. <laughs> yeah, no, shout out to Stephen A. Smith as well. Um, Alex, you wouldn't know who Stephen A. Smith was if it wasn't for Twitter. Yeah, okay. Is, and, that, is that not true? I'm if Twitter wasn't a thing, would you know who he was? What does that mean? If a news source didn't exist, would you? I'm not having this conversation. We are here. No, you know him because of his news. You know him because of the memes. You know him because of the clips you see from ESPN of him. All right, calm down. Oh, if you never joined Tao, would you know me? Blah, blah, blah. We are here. If you never met me, you wouldn't even know what baseball oh, was. Oh, my, oh my days. Alright, we have we have Elon on for a very special episode of Where's the Remote today. Um probably the fa my favorite pick out of all the options we've had so far. We had Elon wow. fuck you, Jordan, and fuck you all. We had, we had Elon come on this episode. To talk about his your favorite your like number one favorite movie, right? Oh, by far. Number one by far. Yeah. Why don't you tell us what your favorite movie is, Elon? Um, it is the classic, the The Matrix. Oh the, sure. one of the greatest films ever made. That is a fact. Elon. In history. Tell me, Elon. Tell me why why is this your favorite movie? Well, I think for me personally, I think it was the first R rated movie that I ever watched. I must Fire. have been like 
11, like 10 or Did 11. Did you watch it at my house? I think that was, yeah, so I think that was the first you time. definitely watched it at my house. We were definitely younger than 11. Really? Well, I was the only one, I think, that was still awake by the time the movie ended, so. Uh, uh, I think I was awake, but I remember I was broke. sleeping, or I was like, my spot to sleep was on the floor in front yeah. of the TV. I actually remember there was one, there was one night, I think it was on a school night, too, I, I watched, like, all three, like, back to back to back. I think I ended at like two or three in the morning. Fire. But yeah, it like the Matrix trilogy is is like an all time favorite for me. But man, that the first one is just it's a classic. Like it okay, just has so many right just has so many different out like the martial arts, the the introspective, like thinking about the world and free will and all the different themes that are going on. Like I there was someone who the way he described it was that you can you can watch it two ways. You can watch it either as like a cool action movie, or you can watch it thinking about like the the psychological aspect and the you know the psychology behind all the different themes. And the best way to watch it is to combine both of those and appreciate it for what it is. You know, I think yeah. there's a third way also, but I mean I can save that. But just real quick, I think if you watch this movie, you can watch it as like a deeply religious story. And a, a complete allegory to the Bible. There's a, there's a multitude of ways. Yeah. 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 A lot of layers to this movie, like an onion. Oh, yeah. And we're going to peel these motherfuckers back. <laughs> Bit of a disclaimer before we start, start. I haven't seen uh, Matrix Reloaded or Revolutions. I don't believe Josh has either. We're strictly going to be talking about the first Matrix. And it's going to be spoilers galore. If you haven't seen this 20 year old movie by now that is what are you incredibly doing? famous, stop the episode. Go watch and then come back because this is definitely a movie that the first time I saw it, it fucking blew my mind. Um, I think that with this movie, you know, if you look at it, like it belongs on like a top 10 list of all time, obviously. And there are a lot of movies that came out like, I don't know, 20, 30 further back years ago that really like you recognize you sit there and you're like, all right, I recognize why this was great. And you're like, this is, I understand why people were freaking out when they saw this, but like, it doesn't really hold up today. But the Matrix is so not like that. It's aged like, perfectly. Sure, some of the effects are a little bit not great, but for the most part, they're pretty damn good. Yeah, and the movie the really holds up, especially in terms of its themes. Yeah. 100%. I would say the only thing that like, yeah, some of the, some of the, the visuals, like when uh, we're going to get the sp- first spoiler, when Neo runs into Agent Smith. And like, dives the end, in. And he explodes. <laughs> He explodes and like you just see all the chunks yeah. of him flying to the screen. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, you see like, Hugo Weaving's face like just yeah. come at the screen. Yeah, that's hilarious. Screened onto that piece of trash. Yeah, yeah. And like another scene was like when you look at that scene in the beginning when he's getting interrogated, and his mouth closes. Like it's very clearly a prosthetic face on him. That that is. There are a lot of that's still. I think wild, the practical yeah. effects in that movie, I have a lot of respect for them, but I think sometimes they could have been done a little bit better. That scene is so scary. Yeah, crazy. That's what's so the first, that scene the first hour of that movie is really awesome because it, it like the constant theme. I mean, like not even the theme, the constant thing that's brought up is like they always talk about dreams and like not being able to tell dreams from reality. And that first like 40 minutes or so does such a fantastic job of like really hammering that home of being like, is he dreaming this? Is he not like, because I think he wakes up like two or three times like in his room again. And you're like, yo, what the hell's going on? And then yeah, even when he's yeah, in, like when they take him out and he's in the, 
like the construct, like the white room, it's still like, oh my God, like, is this happening or what? Um, well, I think that they do a perfect job of bringing us down the rabbit hole. I mean, shouts to obviously the, the writing, but Morpheus as a character, just like when you, when I, upon rewatch, you know, you know what's happening and you know, obviously what the Matrix is and shit like that. But like watching Morpheus explain this to him and you're like, wow, you, I literally could not have like, you could not explain it better yourself to somebody in such a way that's like not going to literally break their brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, like I said, I think he leads, the movie leads us down the rabbit hole and keeps us guessing about a lot of things like for the entire time. And that's why I think this really holds up. You know what I mean? Because you got to look at it like, all right, sure. We got to question the entire time, whether the matrix is real, but we also have to question like, who the hell is Neo? Is he really this guy they say he is? And I think they keep you guessing pretty much until that last moment when, you know, spoiler that he is the one. Yeah. I, I think the world building just to start is incredible. And the, the story building, like, you know, building up to, you know, what is the matrix? I like that there's enough, you know, you have to sort of question like what's going on, but you know that there's something that, you know, you're kind of with Neo, like he can't describe what it is, but he knows that there's like something that's not right about his world. And I like that Morpheus is able to kind of break that down for him and for the audience and to just say, okay, this is, this is the matrix. You know, this is the basic fundamentals about it. And, you know, if you really want to dive deeper into it, you got to take that red pill. It's, it's really crazy because like on a very, cause like we said, there's multiple ways to watch this movie. And like on a very surface level, like th- this, like the, you could boil it down to like a guy finds out like the world isn't real. You know what I mean? Like it's a very, it could be like very bare bones. And when you think about it, it's like, okay, like, this is something that has been discussed like time and time again. But then when you really like look at the time, like it's 20 years old now, people are still having that conversation today. Like it's so crazy how like not only has it aged well, but how ahead of its time it was just in terms of like the thought of free will and like all the philosophical elements that are behind it. And go like how you said going down the rabbit hole is like the perfect way to put it of just like you could sit even if you haven't seen this movie, like someone could pose this question to you and like two people could talk about it for hours and hours and hours because it really is just like such a phenomenal unanswerable question. And even though we don't get any, we get some answers, but even though there's no like concrete there's no concreteness to the movie. It still feels like a very fulfilling experience. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's clearly very well thought out. Um, you know, shout out to the Wachowski sisters um, who really did a great job of, you know, like really thinking of every last little thing. I mean, they said, you know, we have this idea for, you know, this thing called the matrix, but not only did they have to have a, they have to ma- communicate that idea to us in a way that makes sense. So their level of understanding of it and, you know, the thought they put in, it goes well deeper beyond anything, you know, we can think about right now. And I think another really interesting thing, if you look at like, I don't know how you said this movie is obviously very ahead of its time and it is, but like, you know, you think of 1999, right? Right before Y2K like how much of an impact do you think this movie had towards people freaking out about the singularity? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, even today I was watching some video today. I don't remember what it was called, but it was talking about like the singularity and like, you know, he was saying by like, by 2020, 
I think that computers this move this video was made in 2009. He was like by 2020 computers we will be able to like reverse engineer the brain essentially like not just understand it but like reverse engineer it and understand the way it connects and the way it works and so i think that this movie is so timely because we are in this age of ai and it's only getting crazier every day i mean it starts with you know oh my god a computer beat us at chess and now it's like okay can you even discern a computer from a human well that's the crazy and, thing uh, um is that they sort of it was almost like the you know they talked about the birth of ai like and this movie came out in 1999 so obviously like very relevant to the time but yeah think about all the crazy things that we've done with ai now you almost have to wonder like will there ever become a time where ai can somehow just take over the human race i mean it's, it's a crazy thing yeah. to think about but well, that's the singularity. That's the idea yeah. of the singularity is that one day the computers will be smart enough to take over. But my question is, you know, there's this angle in the movie, right, where we don't really get a whole lot of because, you know, obviously the Matrix and like the AI is painted as the villains. But there's this moment where where Agent Smith is talking about like, you know, humans are the viruses. That's one of my favorite quotes. And in anything yeah, ever. he's talking about how, like, we're just trying to correct the course you know what I mean? You guys are a plague. Um, and if you look at that idea, you know, you have to think, okay, did, let's say there's a singularity, right? And the AI takes over. Who's to say it would be evil? And you have to take that idea that we look at it as evil, but maybe that's just like this objective machine that doesn't have emotions is telling us that we are the problem. Well, so you could watch this movie and, you know, it's not it's not framed objectively enough for you to side with the with the AI, but I think the idea is definitely there. I wrote I wrote a whole paper, um, like a ten page paper, like about AI, and uh, I used the Matrix for a lot of it. And like that virus quote, of course you did. <laughs> that virus quote, yeah. By definition, like of what a virus is, like yo, that's one of the most brilliant Crazy. comparisons ever. Like it's so. It's so scary how how true it is, but um, I'm glad that you brought up like the antagonistic side because as I was watching this yesterday, I was thinking about it like the the whole twist of Cipher being like a mole for Agent Smith, and even Agent Smith to some extent, not nearly as much, but like Cipher isn't a villain by any means, like his his intentions are are obviously selfish but like when he's like i just want to get the fuck out of here like how is this living like we're still just hiding we're like rats now you know what i mean and even agent smith where he's like i just i hate this place like i want to be freed of it it's such a it's such a cool way to look at the movie of like yo even if you are like quote unquote set free and like you're you're revealed like the true essence of the world and the matrix like it's not any better living and that whole question i want to i want to ask you guys like when uh when neo says like can i go back and morpheus says if you could like even if you could would you want to like would you right. want to go back knowing now as long as like it doesn't matter like you don't want to be in this shit world living in sewers and stuff would you rather just be ignorant to it all it really depends because let's say that you can do it almost the way that Cypher was going to be able to do it, where where the Smiths told him he'd be able to do it, where you can just put yourself back, not remember a thing, and then they could make you like, you know, more important, like an actor, yeah. you know, like thinking about it being in the same, like in a 
a better, I guess, situation. Like I'm sure there are a lot of people that would, but man, it it would be well, so hard. Th- be so hard to go I back. I think that gets into the purpose of like human life. Like, what are we here to do? Are we just here to live and interact with each other? And you know, will things we can change like have effects beyond other people that will outlast the human race? Because the, if the answer to that question, in your opinion, is no, then why? Why does it matter? You know what I mean? You could live a completely like obviously some people like Neo were unfulfilled in their life or what they thought was their life. But, you know, there are people that do have fulfilling lives and don't, you know, I mean, there are people in real life who are like, everything's a simulation. This is this is all the Matrix. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. I think people who are actually fulfilled in their life don't sit there searching for answers. Um, And that's what I think, you know, is a very relatable feeling. Um, to a lot of people is you know feeling like you don't fit in feeling like there's something wrong and like like they say in the movie that you can't describe it um and it's like what if we like one of these people was right you know what i mean so i just you know it's it's crazy you could think about it for hours and and agent agent smith does say he's like the original matrix was was like happy like everyone had what they wanted and the good place even like goes into this in one of its seasons where it's like, but people don't want that. Like very quickly they learn that like something's wrong if everything is going right. So humans themselves like made the matrix reality, like this drab thing where like you have to claw your way up. Like you can't just have what you want. Like, and it's such a, well, what? well go ahead. Finish. No, 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 no. Well, I was going to say, I think the crazy thing, The the thing about the Matrix is that it's not like all of humanity has always been this way. It's that humanity used to be normal, like we know it now, until the quote-unquote singularity happened. And, you know, then now this is what we perceive life to be. Um, But I think that's the main driving reason for them wanting to be free and them wanting to change things up because they know how things used to be. You know, it's that knowledge of the other side that makes you you know, want to get out. Yeah. But like Cypher says in the movie, ignorance is bliss. Great scene. So I think that there's not, you know, for all you people who sit in your room all day trying to be existential and meta and just like think about what everything means, just like take a chill pill. Take it take a chill pill, relax. Doesn't have to be a red or a blue pill. Just take a chill pill and uh you know, I think go outside. I think a lot of the the idea behind like freeing those minds was the fact that Remember when they're when he's describing the construct of the Matrix and uh, how it basically like how the humans are slaves in the Matrix? It's because the AI is just feeding, literally feeding off of humans so for scary. their for their energy. And so yeah, I mean that scene, that scene where they have like they're like yeah, they're converted into black sludge. That you know feel, what I mean? when Neo sees the field for the first time and you see like the it's got to be billions and billions of those like those pods. Yeah, like, right. The idea is that they're trying to free those people so that they can they themselves can survive and live better lives, you know. But obviously, the people who are in the Matrix don't really know that, and so, you know, they wouldn't know the wiser. But you know, all the people that are free, you know, they understand. Like, okay, we need to we need to save the human race here. So, I think that's an interesting element that they add into it. Let's talk about one of my favorite things in this movie. And Elon, you mentioned it before; it's one of your favorite things too. Um, is the martial arts in this movie. Oh, yeah. And if you go check the cover photo, I changed it yesterday during the movie to a very key scene in the movie. It's right when Neo enters that dojo with Morpheus right before they fight. There's a, 
this whole movie's got a lot of cinematic shots in it, but that's one of my favorite by far where they're like squared up like that's that wide shot. Go check the Twitter page. If you're not following us on Twitter, what the hell are you doing? Um, and that's an all time or like Morpheus doing like the, like the finger wave. Yeah. Like that's a great gift. Yeah. And, um, but so, you know, the martial, like as someone who's taken martial arts in their day, the idea that you could sit there and have injected into your brain, every style of martial arts and just be an absolute master is so cool. Like it's so cool. And, you know, seeing him obviously flex what he's learning and obviously they break reality. But a lot of this is just like really quick hand to hand combat and stuff like that. And I would have honestly, like I would have loved to see more. It's um, a great scene. But, you know, yeah. Um, what's your favorite like hand to hand combat scene in that movie? Honestly. So I will say that in the, uh, in the sequel, which we won't talk about really, but in the sequel, there's a lot of martial arts as well. And there are some other great scenes in that one, but I'm trying to think of like the, I would say definitely. I think one of the key ones is when the Smith and Morpheus fight for the first time. And they're in that, in that room. And you see, you get to see the true power of the Smiths. So like Morpheus, when they're in that training uh, simulation, he's talking like, I've seen an agent punch through walls. Like, and you're like, wow, okay. You know, they can't be like that incredible. And you see like the Smith just like punches the floor and flies up and then, you know, starts swinging. And it's, it's crazy to, to imagine the kind of power that you must have. But that one's pretty cool. And then the train station scene where you, you kind of see Neo starting to believe in himself a little bit there that too. So far, <laughs> you know, when he, uh, when he looks at the stairs and turns back and Morpheus is like, he's beginning to believe. And you're like, Oh my God, here we go. That's really cool. But yeah, the dojo yeah. scene is also incredible. I just, I really appreciated how they're able to, to add these, these clips in there, all the fighting, you know, when you think about it, like, Obviously, we talked about like all the philosophical aspects of this movie are incredible and, you know, all the different themes, but like the action and the martial arts is like, it's such a cool element that they add into this, into the the movie. Yeah. I mean, the act like above all, this is still one of the greatest action movies of all time. It's the action is so well shot. And like, there are so many just like key moments, like the one I cannot stop thinking about because it's literally insane is when they break out, they break Morpheus out and he grabs the rope and he's got Trinity hanging by the rope and she swings out of the building as all the glass explodes. Yeah, Like that whole scene, like that shot is all time. The stunts in this movie are incredible. And also when they, when they have to go through security, obviously that lobby scene is all timer for sure. All that fucking whole, time. That whole breaking Morpheus out of the like, like away from the Smith scene is yeah, one of the best scenes. In the like movie. on the roof, dodge this. I just like blast him in the head. It's such like a like a schlocky action movie at times, but it feels so. Yeah. I don't think it feels schlocky. It, to doesn't, me. Like, it doesn't. But like in any other movie, like a dodge this is such like a corny line. But, but here you have- you're like, Oh my God. Like, Well, it fits because she's literally like, they dodge literally everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, we've never seen or even heard about a Smith being killed before. And so seeing that was crazy. Yeah. Let me tell you, agent Smith, Hugo weaving one, his, his delivery in this movie one of the best at like villain roles ever. He's just so calculated and scary and just like yeah. he's so monotonous. He plays like a 
like a robot so well. But yo, this dude was Agent Smith, the Red Skull, Elrond from Lord of the Rings, and Megatron. Hugo Weaving is an all-timer in like in like nerd movies. Hugo Weaving is is the Mount Rushmore. He has I will to. say that yeah, I will say that the monologues that he has, especially like in this movie uh, specifically, but especially in that interrogation room with Morpheus, are incredible. Like when he's talking about like extinction, like the dinosaur, and the you know, yeah. I have to get free. Like just all the the virus I revelation, think, all yeah. incredible. All I think another cool. element to why he's so good in this is because, like. I think for most of this movie, you don't think that they're going to beat them. Like, you don't think that they're going to be able to escape yeah. this. Um, and even though they do appear to need the help of, like, Cypher to, you know, figure this shit out. But, like, like you're like, there's no way Morpheus is getting out of here. You're like, there's no way Neo is going to be able to beat these dudes. It's It should be impossible. Um, you and hit- he breaks what's, what is possible. And obviously that is the point of the movie. But let me ask you guys this. Out of all the characters in the first movie, who's your favorite? I mean, like, ah. <laughs> dude, it's hard to say. Tough question. Yeah, it is hard to say. I can give you like like a top three. I love them all. <laughs> like, you got to pick one. I will say that she this. she's more prominent in the other two in the sequels, but like the introduction to the Oracle is like it's something else like it's really crazy and like what she tells neo about you know you don't believe in this fake crap and it's your own life even after she gives him the choice of you know you can save morpheus or you can save yourself and so like leaving that decision up to him is almost like he had to make that decision for himself to discover that he is really the one because i imagine that she knew that he was the one mm-hmm but, you know, as Morpheus says, she would tell you exactly what you need to hear. And so, you know, you have to imagine what it would have been like if she had told Neo straight up, like, yeah, you're the one. You'd have to imagine how his choices would have been different or what his options would have been. But I'm so happy that you said that in particular, because that's another like it's such a a like it's a quote that's pushed to the side, like within the scene. But um, when she's like, watch out for the vase. And then he turns around. He's like, what vase? And yeah. knocks it over. And then she says, but what will really mess you up? Would you still have broken it if I hadn't said anything? And it's such yeah. a like, like this person is all knowing, but from the jump, like very clearly she, she like messes with it. You know what I mean? She recognizes his skepticism. Yeah. And like plays into it. And she's like, yo, you can believe me or not. It's up to you. It's such a, um, yeah. oh, it's so fucking brilliant. Yeah. Alex, you have a favorite character? I mean, like, I feel like Morpheus. Yeah, you have to be great choice. He's great just choice. like everything about Lawrence Fishburne, like the way he plays that is such a, it's such like an all timer. Um, but like a low key choice that I have to give it to is is Mouse because he has <laughs> a like the conversation about the food to me has something is like I feel like this movie has these things that like I think about every now and then and they just kind of stick with me. And the whole thing about mouse talking, like what if chicken, like they didn't know what chicken tastes like. And that's why everything tastes like chicken. Um, because it's just such a, like, 
it's these like obviously the larger ideas of the matrix are brilliant but like you said like this is such a well thought out story like even the most tiny like minute things of just like like does this taste like this because we're programmed to believe that or it's just like i love the little moments in the matrix that are kind of like the um the world building yeah and the other one is the the woman in the red dress where he's like to ignore one's own impulses is to ignore the very essence of that which makes us human it's like gee like which is what they're fighting for like yeah yeah yeah, like and I think, think that like that. like what Alex said, I think that, you know, like you said, it's very well thought out and there's all these little ideas that have been tossed around for ages about, you know, what if we lived in a simulation? Like, what would this be? Like, oh, how like all these little skepticisms that people kind of have and toss around as jokes that they toss into this movie as, like you said, little tiny scenes like that. But they add so much to this because you're like, it just reminds you of how like all the things about it that make sense to neo and why he should believe it and then like the vase scene like with the oracle all the things that make him skeptical and maybe he shouldn't believe it you know so they they really ride the line well um and i i do like that i do like mouse but uh you know r.i.p r.i.p yeah. r.i.p like every, like oh, they kill off like half the crew dude rip dozer <clears throat> big rip the dozer yeah, those is fire. also oh, yeah. like let me tell you the nebuchadnezzar gets fucked up at the end there like literally yeah. everything is exploding i'm like all right we might have to pull this emp a little bit sooner <laughs> but they couldn't and you know that i and know that's the crazy thing like if you've seen the movie before you're like all right like think out of it but if this is your first time watching it and you're like oh my god like there's no way neo's gonna get out in time like no chance you know and i think the crazy thing while we're talking about that scene at the end um, is, you know, this movie is really, it's science fiction, obviously, but it's loaded with a lot of really well thought out fictional science. You know what I mean? There's all these talk about the simulation and AI and all that stuff, but really, 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 when it comes down to it, this is kind of a story about love. You know, it's like we're kind of left believing that love is what brought Neo back from the dead and is what got him through this, like love and faith which are two very non-scientific things, things that can't possibly be explained by even the best scientists. Faith and belief and, can, uh, be, can be argued as like the main theme, really. Right, and that's what I'm saying. So I think that it's really interesting because it gives you a shitload of stuff to like sit there and unpack and think about that you could have a scientific discussion about, but then there's also so much like philosophical ideas about emotions and human connection and what is humanity so i don't know i think definitely this has got to be one of the most thought-provoking movies of all time for sure for sure but i still i still like how they you know as like a film as a base film like a lot of the elements that they a lot of the little details are still pretty cool like i don't remember how many watches it took me to realize that it took me to realize that the the room that trinity is in at the beginning is the same room that neo gets shot in like the phone is in the same it's in room 303 of the same building and like, i did not realize that I either. oh the like the heart of yeah. the city hotel or whatever yeah it's the same yeah that and also when morpheus and neo go into the building that has the oracle and he like nods to the blind guy and you're like what is that about it's like a little detail like oh only only someone who's been there before and knows what he's trying to do would uh would nod to the blind guy like that so just little Let's details like that, that pretty cool yeah not to sort of derail that but let's talk about that opening scene right 
Um, because we're thrown into this movie and we don't even know any of our characters yet. First person we meet is Trinity, right? She is the ultimate fucking badass. Like the second she does that jump, like the crane, and then like it freezes and spins around her and she kicks the shit out of everybody. I was like, yo, this scene is insane. And when she like dives through the window with the guns right there, I was like, yo, this is the greatest action movie ever made. Like easily one of the best intros of it just starts at a hundred and this movie you know, it's a product of amazing pacing and obviously very interesting story to tell, but like is never boring for even close to a second. No, not at all. Not even close. So I, you know, I, it's one of those movies, you know, there's a lot of great movies out there that are sometimes like not the easiest to watch, you know, because they're either very, but this is, there's a long movie. What is it like two twenty or something? Like, yeah, two fifteen. And yeah, it's like two fifteen. Like I said, not a minute of it is boring. It flies by and I could easily watch it on any day. What is your favorite? What is your favorite scene like in this? Not just martial arts. What is your favorite like moment in this in this movie? <clears throat> um, I'm trying. It's to a think tough of, one because there are good ones. There I know. I'm trying ones. to think of, of like scenes that we haven't already like called out. Well, that would be a fake answer. Then it wouldn't be your favorite. That's true. I guess. Um, I mean, I don't, I personally, like I, I do it like I was doing it yesterday too. Like I always love when, when, uh, Neo, I mean, I don't like it's pr- maybe the virus quote just because I love that, that, that speech, but, um, the, like the moment when Neo kind of realizes that like when he realizes he's the one and he's like slowly beating agent smith and he just turns to the side and puts his hand behind his back and is like blocking the punches with one hand like it's such a like a flex yeah it's so fire um yeah because at that point he's realized he when he's not a thing they can do to stop yeah when he puts his hand out he's just like no (laughs) and all the bullets just stop yeah oh you know this is also a very cool move i think he does it in the train station but he punches Agent Smith, and Agent Smith catches his hands, and then he just extends his fingers oh, yeah. and chops him in the throat. Like that is such a fire move. And I was like, "Yo, yeah. how would that work?" No, that's say, like a classic throwback to like kung fu movies. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I would say so, yeah. As far as the scene, like, I think the two for me are the one where first one is where Neo's like getting put into the free world basically when he's getting freed and and morpheus is like you know what if you woke up from a dream or something or like how would you know whether it was a dream or reality and then the other one is yeah when uh agent smith is talking about the virus and he's like i have to get free and then it just you like the bop bop and then they go into the the lobby and it's like oh shit is about to go down yeah yeah i mean just listening to Hugo Weaving like talk, he's like the smell. Yeah, like <laughs> is crazy. He's just very evil. It's very evil. But like I said, going back to that original idea, like if they didn't make him out to seem so evil, you'd have to sit there and consider like, and that's the idea with all these movies. You know what I mean? Like this is not the only time this idea has ever been done. I'm sure it influenced a lot of them. But an obvious connection would be to Thanos in the MCU, and it's like okay, like we realize the humans are going to out 
out, overrun the resources and exhaust the resources on Earth. Like, we are the plague, and we need to be at least partially eliminated in Thanos's mind. Um, and, you know, obviously people throw around that idea, like, oh, Thanos was right, Thanos did nothing wrong, and it's kind of a meme, but, like, it's also, like, thought-provoking. you got to sort of sit there and think about, okay, we feel entitled to humanity, we feel entitled to this Earth, but really... Like what is what is going on here? Think beyond humanity. Think beyond your, you know yourself, which are obviously deep thoughts that we don't have time to decipher in this podcast. No, nah, we're gonna have a three-hour thesis right now. <laughs> Just share your ten-page paper, Alex. Yeah, I have to find that. It's probably on my old laptop. It's probably trash. I want to read it. Thanks. <laughs> um, I have to do a whole presentation on it, and like it was like we each had like a part. And uh, one of our per- one of our uh, team members didn't do any of it, and then never responded to any of our texts. And then the day of, just didn't come in, and we just skipped right over her part. <laughs> okay, well, I could see you being the dude in the group where like everyone's trying to talk about AI and shit. And you just keep bringing it back to the Matrix. No, I love that. <laughs> I was like, yo, Alex, get past the Matrix, dude. Like, it was about like AI and robots and like. Um, I know, but you told me you, won't, you kept writing about the Matrix. Well, in my paper, not in my presentation. Um, but it was like, like AI rights, I believe, or whatever. No, it was like our AI is like human, and that's a whole other argument. Um, but yeah. This is a very thought-provoking movie. It's a very scary movie. It's a very cool movie. It's a very action-packed movie. Um, also, if you guys go on the subreddit movie details, there are so many like, cool Matrix details that you could just comb through forever. But this movie is also, I mean, not the movie itself, but a lot of discussion around this movie is always about uh, all the people that quit the Matrix, like they didn't want to be. Uh, in the matrix um so i want to go through these real quick if we have no other like big points to talk about and see like what we would have thought like if they would have killed it or if we're happy with what we got go ahead so the the most famous one uh will smith turned down neo which also we have to talk about this movie invented bullet time yeah yeah which is one of the crazy details about it for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's the reason why Will Smith didn't want to be Neo is because he was skeptic over whether it would look good or not. Um, I think the problem with Will Smith would have been, you know, like, look, Keanu was in shit before this, but like, I don't think he has the swagger of Will Smith and Will Smith. I might not have been like, it would have been much harder for me to believe that Will Smith was like this, like, awkward hacker dude yeah, yeah. i don't think neo like, should be nihilistic cool. like you know yeah like i could easily see keanu reeves like yeah. i mean obviously I like, we there's have no it, way but... will smith has no friends like there's no way yeah you know? nick cage turned down neo which i think he would have killed nah much rather if had keanu. <laughs> listen this is nick this, cage this movie would have been ridiculous nah because this is nick cage in 1999 when he won an oscar listen nick cage is a good actor Sometimes, like he's worked with a lot of big directors, he's done a lot of fantastic but I think roles. His style of acting is very much overacting, not always. And like, I didn't say always, but I feel like Keanu was definitely able to hone in on the right amount of like, I don't Low even know how to explain it. Like, he was just he's right for this role, and I don't know if it's because I've seen this movie like 
a couple times before. I just can't picture anybody else doing this role and doing as, as good of a job as he did. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Johnny Depp was also the Wachowski's first choice. For Neo? Yeah. See, that's another thing. I would not believe that Johnny Depp is a fucking loser. Like, no way. You believe it in Edward Scissorhands? Different. Boom. He's a shut-in. He's a shut-in in Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> and if he looked like he did in Edward Scissorhands in this movie, and maybe I would have believed that too with scars all over his fucking face, wearing a straight jacket. Morph- uh, <laughs> Morpheus is a cool one. Um, Gary Oldman was considered. That'd be kind of cool. I could, I could potentially see that. I could see Gary Oldman more it would be a like different a character. Fish. Totally. Just I'm just picturing him going crazy in like the fifth element and shit and like everyone. <laughs> well, that's a different movie, but okay. Uh Sam Jackson was considered for Morpheus. That would also be I These would I all be vastly see. different Morpheuses, I, I feel. I think he oh, yeah. brought more like charisma to the role, but like Lawrence Fishburne did it with such like I don't know if like humility is the right word, but like just kind of very calm, cool, collected, and like yeah. infinitely wise, it seems like. You know, he's more mysterious, I feel like. On uh, Val Kilmer. For Morpheus? Yeah. No way. <laughs> no, no fucking way, dude. No way. No fucking way. <laughs> uh Janet Jackson was Trinity. Which I don't know enough about Janet it's Jackson. It's just, like, weird for me to, so. to think about, like, big-time celebrities. I mean, it's different now, I guess. But, like, just thinking about big-time celebrities being these characters. Like, Keanu Reeves, like, Carrie Ann Moss. You know, like... A Carrie little, Ann Moss is fire. A little more low-key of, like, the, the actors and, you know, especially, yeah. like, personality-wise. Like, I, I feel like it worked well having these sort of, like, mysterious, like... N- like, I guess Seemingly, you could say awkward. They're believable outcasts, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last one was Gene Renault as Hugh, as uh, Agent Smith. Okay, I still don't like that as much as he. It would, would just be a different. Yeah, it would just be a different. Yeah, Smith. these would be different like, roles completely. But imagine if they had him and Gary Oldman like going bringing it, it back yeah. again. Yeah, yeah bringing it back. Like that scene would have been the interrogation scene would have been far different. Well, that's like I like when shit like that happens, like in John Wick, like when when Keanu and Lawrence Fishburne are together. It's like, oh shit! Like, it's such a cool... Yeah. yeah. I so, hope they're boys in real life. So do I. It's crazy because Lawrence Fishburne looks like... He looks so old now, and it's like crazy to, to see him as Morpheus even 20 years ago, and he looks so much younger. Dude, watch uh, a fucking apocalypse now. True. When, he, when he's like, do, do you know the story that? He's, yeah, he's like too young to even like legally be on the movie set, right? He was like 16 and Dennis Hopper got him addicted to like heroin on set. That's wild. Dude, I was reading the other day, unrelated completely to The Matrix, but that uh, Ewan McGregor was like heavily like considering trying heroin for transpotting. And then he was urged against it and decided not to. So D- shout out Ewan McGregor not ruining his life. DDL would have done it. DDL absolutely would have done it, and maybe he never recovered. Like, so thank God that didn't happen. So, Elon, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. Without without giving it away, and like talking about it as briefly as possible, this is a two part question. One, a lot of a lot of people dislike the the sequels a lot, um, and I'm curious. Do, one, do you dislike them, or do you like them? 
so the second one is also very fire. Really cool. Because uh, they expand on a lot of the ideas of the Matrix. You see more of the Oracle kind of explaining her background and the Smith's background. So you get to see more into that. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said before, a lot of the martial arts is there too. A lot of um, added characters are really cool. Like the uh, like the Merovingian and his like the, the twins that are kind of like his cronies. Like a lot of very cool action scenes. Um, for those who have seen it, like the highway scene, the highway chase. Great scene. I hear that's one of the yeah. like craziest <clears throat> action scenes ever. Um Seraph, like the introduction to Seraph and his fight with Neo, incredible. Um, where they're trying to I won't speak too much on it because I'm sure there are a lot of people that also haven't seen the sequels, but when they sort of like the architects intro and all the stuff going on going on with that. So the second one is great. Um of course if you watch the second one, you're gonna have to watch the third one, and the third one is like pretty mid for me like um it's as far as like the action like the plot the action it's not as great um and it almost seems kind of drawn out but the ending is definitely worth it so i would say like the matrix itself like the first one can be a standalone but it's definitely worth your time to at least watch the second and third at least once just to kind of see what's going on but the second one at least for sure second one is awesome no doubt. What do you think about what do you think about the fourth one? Like, is there room for another sequel? Do you think? I just I haven't really read about what like when it's supposed to take place and like what's going on. I just I feel like the way that the third one ends, you know, no spoilers, but the way that it ends, it's like I just don't see how. Like, unless it acts as like a pre. I mean, you can't even make a prequel. Like, I just it's hard for me to imagine when it would take place and what the plot could be for it. Okay. Second question. Have you seen the Animatrix? No. Um, and I've read that it's like, I read that it's pretty cool. I don't really know too much about it, um, but I would definitely be interested in looking that up and seeing what it's about and taking a look at it. No doubt. But I'm not really sure. Do you know what it's about? I think it's, it's just prequels. Um, of of like within the Matrix world, um, and I know like a few. I don't think all of them were were Wachowski uh, involved, but I know they did some of them, and I know just a lot of people from like purely an animating perspective. Um, like yeah, fans of so anime I, I, love 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 the the animation. Yeah, I just looked it up. So it's like a. It's a compilation. It's like an anthology. It's like a compilation of nine animated short films that's like based on the Matrix trilogy. But it was okay. written and directed by the Wachowskis. Oh, uh, cool. So, oh, actually, hold on. Um, sorry, four of them were written by the Wachowskis. Hmm. But I would be interested in checking them out. I don't know too much about them, but the like the stills of it look wild. Like, like it looks like an anime. Like it looks. Totally different from the Matrix trilogy. Yeah, I'm excited. I think I have it on DVD. And uh, that's random. I will. Yeah, Body gave it to me. So I think Shout I'll out, Body. I'll watch it sometime. Body gave you all that. You won't give him the microphone. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna watch the. I've I've watched the Matrix like I think this is like the fifth or sixth time I've watched it now because. I've always been like, okay, 
I'm going to watch the Matrix, and then I'm going to watch the sequels. Like, I, I wanted to do them, like, very closely within one another. But then I kept, like, losing it. So then I would be like, all right, like, it's time to rewatch the Matrix again to get ready. And then I would do it, and then I would skip it. And I was just like, it kept happening. This weekend, I will be watching two and three because I just bought the 4K box set, which as Josh said, as long as he's known me, I've been talking about buying it. Um, the 4K box set looks fantastic. I would recommend everyone to buy it. Uh, and I am excited to see where I stand on the, I would definitely, the second I would and third. I definitely watch with you and like follow along. Let's do it. We'll I chop do, it up. Yeah, I do want to read it after watch too. Dude, you gotta. All right, it's on Netflix too, so no excuses. So, one question we've been asking everybody who's coming on. Um, so, let's say you just watched this movie for the first time and you loved it. Um, with the exception of the sequels, what other movies would you recommend? It's hard for me to. It's hard for me to say because I. Um, it's like it's it's so different. I feel like than so many other movies. I would say that for me personally. I haven't even seen this film, but thinking of like Blade Runner, like Blade Runner the original, which I've seen, but uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which I have not seen, like the something goats. like that. Like thinking about uh, the ideas of free will and what's what's real and what's you know, like there are people who are you know not actually human. Like thinking about replicants. Yeah, just thinking about ideas like that. Um, I would say that and. I think, like, I've, I've read an article about a lot of the things that influenced The Matrix, um, the ideas behind it, and I would say one of the movies that was mentioned was Akira, the uh, the animated film. Um, just, like, something to think about, like, the government controlling, just government control, you know, controlling, like, certain weapons, I guess, and, like, humans as weapons, like, that would be something to check out as well. No doubt. Um, one I would add in there, um, obviously I asked you, but one that I would add in there, if you're really interested in the whole idea of AI um, and in the singularity and stuff like that, go watch Ex Machina. Um, it's an A24 Very movie. <clears throat> Hell Oscar yeah. Isaac and Donald Gleason are in it and explores the idea of you know being able to decipher between human and AI and the psychological issues behind that and the morality behind that. So that's a really interesting movie, I think. And it's quite the mind fuck. So one more. Yeah. That I want to say as well. Um, kind of leaning away from AI. If you want to talk about movies about like free will and choice and shit like that, uh, minority report, another absolute mind fuck of a movie, Tom Cruise, Steven Spielberg, it's so fucking good, and it's a, it's another, like, one of those movies that's a great action movie, but it also has a lot of, like, philosophical questions. Also, um, I'll just give one more. Um, this is more on, like, AI and, like, as we were talking about Will Smith being Neo before, think of Will Smith being the main character in iRobot. Awesome movie. I used to be great scared movie. of how the robots Underrated. <laughs> I'm still scared of how the robots look. Oh, I'm bringing the meme back. It's happening. <laughs> now get that shit out of here. What's all this then? <laughs> imagine, imagine that's the first thing that like you take the red pill, you wake up, and you look around, and you're like, "What's all this then?" <laughs> Not amused. All right, Elon. So to wrap up on this, we like to give ratings, as you know, 
and Alex would like them to be out of five because he is a prick. No, the um, that's how we started it, and that's that's how we base all right. of our ratings. Think it oh through, God. bro. <laughs> Dude, imagine hey, that. What are you giving the Matrix? Just imagine that Morpheus like presents the two pills. He's like, "Boy, yeah, think it through, bro. Think it through." <laughs> um, what are you giving the Matrix out of five, Elon? Five, easy five, no question. Alex, not yeah, it's a clean five. It's a masterpiece. It's perfect. Agreed. Moment. Agreed. Five with clean the five. heart. Five with the heart. Always with the heart. I didn't give it the heart, but I think I have to. What is wrong trash? With you? I saw that. If I give the heart out very infrequently. I think I've done it for literally like four movies. But I think you're doing that in a sense to like not to get on a huge rant about this because we've had this argument before. You're doing that as a way to like signify to people, oh, I only heart the things that like I really love. But I've like, given thirteen movies. I don't think anybody's paying enough as much attention as you think they are to the movies you're harding, and they just think that you don't ever use the heart. They're not realistically. I should give it to. I have a top thirty list, top thirty movies list that I'm about to finish. I'm at twenty nine. I've had it in the works for like months. I may go through and like all those movies. Like give it the heart, but uh, other than that, yeah, I don't really. Use, I use the heart quite sparingly. I use it to just say, okay, I would recommend watching this. Josh, movie. you literally like every movie. <laughs> I, I, any movie I would recommend is worth the watch. I'll give the like to. Okay. Think it through. Think it through, bruv. I've thought it through, bruv. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Thursday, Elon. Well, thank <laughs> that you. That got for a little me. Australian. Great um, to be here again. Yes, of course. It's always a pleasure. Uh, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? So you can find me on Twitter uh, as Elon Rubin or uh, what else is it? Uh, at Elon Rubin. That's E-L-A-N-R-U-B-I-N. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on. Is this outro music? That's <laughs> <laughs> just for Elon. Uh, you can find me on Letterbox at E-D-R-417. Um, and yeah. That's a bit rude, isn't it? Um, you can you can find me at the pub with a couple of my mates getting a pint or two, pissing me right off. Um, you can find me on You're pissing me right off. Oh, shut up! Cry about it some more. You can find me on Instagram at Alex Paps One. You can find me on Twitter at Samurai Paps. You can find me on Letterbox at AG Person. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, you can find the podcast. Yes, I derailed it. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And oh, I wish I could end this early and not give Josh the shine. You can if you want to. No, it's okay. No, well, I can't. Find I can't end it. Oh, I mean, get ooh. fucked, pussy. Shit, your nearest White Claw distributor showing off his manlyhood for some odd reason. Are you done? Think of fruit, bro. I was going to make a really bad joke. I'll make it to you guys off air, but I'm not going to make it now. <laughs> um, you can find me at Josh Lampert, J-O-S-H-L-E-M-P-E-R-T, on all platforms. That's Letterboxd, Instagram, Twitter. Like Alex said, please go follow the pod on the socials. We got some good content coming out. We got some good polls. Check it out. 
Um, always bare minimum is embarrassing pictures of myself and Alex, um, which, you know, who doesn't love that? Follow the um, pod on all platforms. Do it. All platforms. You heard, bitch. And then also go on to Apple Podcasts. And when you scroll all the way to the bottom and says give it a rating, please, 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 please give us a rating. That is where all of our clout comes from in the podcast world. Um, if you like the show, please share it with your friends. And like Alex has said, if you were ever interested in coming on here and being our next guest for Found the Remote and you want to come talk about your favorite movie, hit us up, DM us. You know where to find us. And thanks for listening. No!